Okay, three, two, one. Welcome to Bed Rot Thoughts, <laughs> where we talk about everything and anything, everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> I did not hear that you finalized the name, but I, I like it. Oh yeah, this is the new name. I like settled on Bed Rot Thoughts. Bed Rot Thoughts. Yeah. It's not just Bed Rot, like yeah. how I thought, but... Bed Rot. Because I was also like, if you're a follower of the podcast, you could be a bedrot thought. Thoughty. Yeah, a bedrot thoughty. I love it. So I'm the original bedrot thoughty on Ping. And here we have my dearest friend, Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what are we talking about? Religious trauma. Victoria, what makes you qualified to talk about religious trauma? I'm unfortunately very qualified. I've, I've been at religious schools um, all the way through middle school and elementary school and high school. And I finally escaped the matrix for college and I met on Ping here. Um, so I've been there in the trenches and uh, got, a, got a lot to think about. <laughs> That was like one of the things that we like really connected on, like on yes. a deep level was religious trauma. I was like, I, yeah, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I know what your childhood was like. <laughs> I know what she's been through. Yeah. <laughs> so for my end, I went to Christian school uh, mm -hmm. for maybe like four or five years. And then I also was, um, my parents are deep, deeply Christian, um, but I've been through different kind of sex denominations yeah, of uh you know christianity so i have experience in like deep experience in two of like the little sections what of were they so the first one that i grew up in was non-denominational ah. which i think is its own denomination yes but they, they just say oh we're non-denominational yeah they pretend they're out of the loop but exactly they're doing the, they're doing the same things but that's like when you go to church and it was like the feel good kind of like rock songs, like the <laughs> Christian rock where people are like crying, like with their hands they're up. They're cool Christians. Yeah, like they're really intense kind of like hands up, let me like cry. Yeah. <laughs> At church yeah. type of Christian. And then uh, I would say, gosh, how old was I? Because like later, like halfway through that, um, we like transitioned into like a Lutheran, mm -hmm. which if you aren't familiar mm -hmm. with like Christianity in general, Lutheran was like the first, um, like diversion off of like the Catholic church. 99 theses type B. Yeah. 99. It was like the first, like Christian churches, as you know, now, um, they like stem from like Lutheran. Yeah. And so... I did that really intense kind of like by the book, you know, like basically Catholic, like yes. very similar to Catholic. I have a I have a hot take about Lutheranism. Oh, before we get into that, <laughs> talk about what's talk about your experience. My experience. Um, well, yeah, I started there. I started at a Lutheran school, and um, it was by the book. It was the the Earth is two thousand years old. No, literally. <laughs> Evolution is a bad word. Um, a big no no. They would like pull us out of class to go to church and choir and all those things. Literally. It was built in to the education. Um, it was whack. It was wild. We, you know, we had a pastor who was like, oh, we're like, we're so much more chill than the Catholics. And he had a wife and he had children. But they were actually like kind of less chill. They were yeah, more intense. Exactly. Um, and then all my friends from that school went to a Catholic high school. And I said, well, okay, I guess we'll keep going. So <laughs> I did it again, but at a Catholic high school. And you went back to the roots. Yes. <laughs> the OG. The OG. Um, I put the skirt on. I did the thing. The Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> Catholic schoolgirl. I had, um, uh, there was a tunnel that attached my high school to a nunnery. Um, a and convent. <laughs> that's what shocked me was the nunnery. Yeah. And geese live in the tunnel too. The nun tunnel. The nunnel. The nunnel. That's what we called it. <laughs> I snuck down there once with a friend and it, I couldn't see anything, but I'm, I'm glad I couldn't. You didn't see the nun? 
The Nun, no. Like the horror movie, The Nun. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie because it scares me. <laughs> you have like actual trauma. The trauma's too fresh. <laughs> but yeah, some nuns were like my teachers and like, I don't know. It was it's a whole thing. Wild, wild and um, I was pretty much like not religious by like seventh or eighth grade. So <laughs> I was stuck in it for a long time, yeah. not being religious. And it was interesting. Hmm. I would say I stopped being religious entering um, maybe like sophomore, junior year, high school. I was still like mm. involved in the church, but that's when I was just like questioning everything. But we can definitely talk about that more. But what was your hot take on Lutherans? Oh, it was just that um, at least in my school they they thought they thought they were more chill than the Catholics, and they were significantly less chill. Yeah. It was burning hot in there. <laughs> yeah. I've said this many times, but Catholics, like, at least, like, there's, like, a pope. There's, like, a sure. central figure. So, at least there's, like, a central figure where, as the times are changing, they can, like, you know, they can change things about the church. Pope for, Francis. Oh, represent. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Lutherans, they're so against, like, having that central uh, figure like in power mm-hmm. that they're they don't have like a pope figure and so they've been by the book and like interpreting the bible like pretty much literally like as literal as you can get yeah since you know martin luther sure <laughs> like jeez um and so with that like i found out comes a lot of just um, like in acceptance for changes just in mm-hmm. general. Um, which is ironic. Which is so, so weird because it's like this is a book that's been written who knows how long. Literally, like the beginning, you know, it talks about the beginning of time and, you know, women didn't even wear pants. They like couldn't even wear pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here we are interpreting this book like literally. Wearing pants. Wearing pants, eating pork, <laughs> eating, like, all the foods that we shouldn't be eating. Sure. And so it's like, why, like, why do, why did they pick and choose what parts to, like, interpret literally? Like, it just yes. doesn't. That's the part that really got me, mm. I think. But yeah. what was your experience with that? I don't know. It was it was interesting with, like, the the Catholic school was more strict in terms of, um, traditional practices mm-hmm. so church looked very traditional um, your priest wouldn't get married that kind of thing mm. but the interpretation part at least with my catholic high school it was more so parables you know it's not literal they would also have us learn about world religions but at my my um like middle school experience that was not the case it was like one and only take this literally So it was very interesting. What did they teach you about other religions at the at the high school? Yeah, you know, it it was pretty respectful. Honestly, it it gave a sense of validity to them and Mm kind of emphasized there was no missionary kind of crap. It was like, yeah, there's other religions out here. You should know about them. You should respect them. Wow. Yeah, that was surprising. That's very surprising. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Because I learned about other religions in, like, Sunday school. (laughs) Uh Yeah. And what they did was, I mean, they they talked about, like, the different, you know, practices of the religions, like, in a respectful manner. But at the end, they were like, okay, now tell us why this is wrong. Yeah. Like, tell us why this is, like, you, you're you practicing the one true religion and why everyone else is wrong. Right. And so it was like, like yes, respect them, but also, but. you know, treat them <laughs> differently because they're wrong. Yeah. So yeah. that's just, you know, all types of problems, <laughs> as we know. That's just tip of the iceberg. There's much more to uncover. Yeah. But what was your experience with, like, what was, like, Bible class? Like, because you went to, like, a Catholic high school. Mm. And so instead of having, like, a space for, you know, learning something else or, like, a different subject, you all learned, like, what was it called? Like, Bible class? It was called religion. Religion? 
It was always in the morning. It was the first class of the day. Start out right thinking about God. <laughs> Oh, we love that. And uh, go through your day. Traumatized. But uh, no, it was, um, gosh, I don't know. It was a lot of, because at middle school, it was like memorizing the Bible verses, like Mm. laying the foundation. But then in high school, they were trying to like teach you how to be a Christian in life. Oh, what were some of the things that they taught? They, you know... They were honestly good teachings. It was like kind of what you imagine Christianity should be of like lead by example and live philanthropically. Live what? Live, uh, you know, do charity in your, you know, day to day. Care about other people. Oh, philanthropy? Philanthropically. (laughs) Philanthropically. It's over. I don't know. I'll never know. But um, that that thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was good teachings. But then how the school was run did not align with how we were being taught. Oh. So, for example, um, one girl in my class um, shaved her head, like, for, like, cancer mm-hmm. awareness um, mm-hmm. for, like, her friends. Yeah. And they, like, wrote her up because they didn't, like, a shaved head on a girl wasn't apparently the vibe. Uh, that they wanted. Interesting. Um, they expelled a girl for getting pregnant. You know, those kinds of things that didn't line up with the love message yeah. we were being love taught. Love thy neighbor yes. message. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that they valued, um, like, gender roles. Yes. Over... Massively. Yeah, over what they're teaching, which is to be philan- philanthropic. <laughs> We're going to look back, it's going to be so wrong. Um, um, Yeah, it was was weird because it was an all-girls school. So, and there was all female teachers, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And the few guy teachers there were bombarded with, like, crush. I have a crush on you. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. Um, But, you know, they were all, like, girl power, girl empowerment. It was a college prep high school so it's geared to like us going and getting like big careers yeah but that's so interesting they were kind of obsessed with like our appearance and our etiquette Mm. so no colorful socks um don't wear weird earrings no piercings don't shave your head Mm. and I was always like what does my appearance have to do with my learning yeah I'm like why do you care about this Mm. I was like always my biggest gripe that's so interesting because in my, like, public high school, they're also mm. kind of sticklers about appearance, especially right. for girls. Yes. And it was like, um, sleeves can't be too short. Um, your clothes can't be too tight. Your clothes can't be too baggy. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had, like, the no piercings rules. So yeah. So it was, like, only piercings on the ears, nowhere else. Um, obviously, no tattoos. Like, they didn't want that, which... People still got it. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, scrub it off? No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I supposed to cut my skin off? Like, I don't know what y'all want. But, yeah, and that's just really, I just, I, I mean, that's a whole different discussion of, like, policing how, especially, like, women. How, right. Like, women look. Um, but that's really interesting how you said that they're more... They wanted to, like, emphasize, like, girl power. Yeah. Like, you having a career. Totally. But what did they... Did they teach you about, like, family life? And what were their kind of thoughts on that? No, they didn't, actually. It would always be subtle messaging of your of your role in society because they were putting an outward front of, mm-hmm. we're very progressive. Mm-hmm. And in some ways they were, in a lot of ways they really weren't. Interesting. So, like, self-expression was, like, yeah. not a thing. You know, it was, like, they wanted you to be a girl boss, mm. but not, like, a full person or woman that could be a bunch of different things. Interesting. You know, you'd get married, you'd have kids, but you'd also have a career, and you'd look professional, and you'd act professional and modest, and, mm-hmm. you know, we had, like, a chastity speaker come talk to us about... A chastity speaker. Yeah. And this guy, this motherfucker said that he lost his virginity in like the freshman year of like high school. So I'm like, who are you to come 
Literally. Lecture us on chastity. He's like, yeah, I dude. regret it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You got your dick wet and you had a great time. <laughs> yeah. And there was some dude speaking at like an yes. all-girls school. About purity. So. Fascinating. <sighs> that's just, you know, that's just great. You mm-hmm. know, we love <laughs> bringing dudes into female spaces. Female spaces to lecture the women on how to act yeah that's just all types of problematic Uh, yeah but I think what I learned kind of like one of the discrepancies was also like you know I think I got the messaging from my parents and just also from Mm. like the education system like you can do it all it was like you you can be educated you can go to college you can have your career yeah and then once I got to the church it was like like they had very strong female presences like in the church Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I was directly told um like your role as when you step into the position of a wife is to serve your husband I was told that directly yes like from my pastor right um I think a lot of my uh, religious trauma comes from actually like very intimate conversations I've had with my pastor. Mm. Uh, so I went through the whole like uh, confirmation process yep, so that I could take communion. And so they have, I think it was like a one year, a year and a half of like just very like strong messaging it's and like, like training. Yeah, it's like training. They, like, want to make sure that everyone's on the same page about mm-hmm. what you believe in and that you're actually, like, I guess, like, fit to take communion. Um, and, like, at the end, we had this whole, like, questioning process where they, like, yes. lined you up and they, like, uh-huh. questioned you. Like, the elders of the church, like, questioned you. On did you get beliefs. asked if you would die for your faith? I'm sure I did. Yeah. And I had to, like profess that to the whole church and yeah. swear that I would die for my faith and I was like 11. Yeah. And they like glorify they glorify the um stories of I don't know if those stories were ever true, mm. but they always they're always like oh there's a story of like a church and how they're worshiping and then people like were saying like oh are you all Christians like and then they like get killed. The martyrdom. The martyrdom is mm-hmm. is crazy. Even though, I mean, especially in like white America, like Christians are the like a pretty dominant. Yeah, group. they're a pretty loud group. It's not the most persecuted religion in yeah. the world for sure. Yeah, like I wouldn't say they're the majority, but they still. I mean, they're they're out here changing laws. Like they yeah. have power. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so that whole like martyrdom situation is just. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But I, like, bought into that. Yeah. I literally thought I was going to be out here, like, getting persecuted in the streets. Yes, no. <laughs> but now that I, I realized it, like, me just existing as, like, a woman, like, makes me, like, I'm going to get persecuted just for that. I don't yeah. even need to, like, believe in a religion for me to be persecuted. <laughs> you don't need existence. to tack on any, anything yeah. else. Yeah. Literally. Like, just our existence is, you know a call for persecution and it's from like christians like Mm. predominantly christians so that's really freaking interesting yes (laughs) we love the dichotomy of that i have a question for you okay so you know you you escaped you made it out Mm -hmm. um did you have like a hard swing because this is what i did of like total rejection I went full atheist you know spirituality Mm -hmm. I'd even kind of shy away from because I was scared of anything of that sort um like over time have you like noticed ebbs and flows um have you found any kind of respect for for Christianity and very organized religions has that like changed over the years that's a really good question um Because I've definitely been kind of recounting how that's changed in my views of, like, spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, I I definitely swung... I think I wanted to swing full atheist. I don't think I ever was. Yeah. I would say maybe, like, agnostic, and I'm still a little, like... I kind of identify a little more with agnostic at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, if you don't know what that means, it's like... 
the belief that there's something out there like there is like a higher uh purpose or like a higher intellect um but you're just like not sure what it is yeah and you're like okay with not being sure of what it is and that's kind of where I'm at I think I'm slowly kind of maybe going away from agnostic but I think the thought of being atheist was like honestly like scary to me Mm. because the thought of like not having you know any sort of direction I think in my like monkey brain was like (laughs) just just like a really hard concept to just grasp especially from having that like the whole like hardcore belief of like there's someone out there who's yeah. like directing your life and like telling you how to live your life and what to do and what your purpose is and then to go full swing into just like oh there's like nothing out there yeah. and i'm just here as just like a speck mm. just i don't even know what my purpose is like i don't know what i'm doing I think that full swing for me was just a little too jarring because I was just so deeply rooted. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was like that's like a bad thing. I think I like I do applaud Christianity for kind of giving me the foundation mm. to really um, like explore spirituality. Yeah. And. I use spirituality as, like, a really loose term of just, like, kind of the acceptance that there's something maybe larger than you are. Um, I mean, whether that be community or just, like, there's, like, something that you can't see but is so tangible about the human experience. And that's just kind of where I'm exploring Mm. at the moment. Um, I mean, you know, we... I feel like we'll probably, like, later on in this episode, we'll go a little more into, like, religion bashing. But, yeah, like, at the moment, it's, like, I do respect what religion teaches you about, like, spirituality and how to navigate the world and feeling like you have a bigger purpose. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, the times where I didn't think I had, like, a bigger purpose, it's, like, really scary. Yeah. It's so dark. Oh, it's, like, haunting. Mm-hmm. I, um... For me, I swung really hard instantly mm-hmm. the other direction. Not, yeah, you know, there's a little phase-out period, but yeah. I went into dark mode of just, like, there's nothingness around yeah. me, and when How I was... die, I'll dissolve. And What did that feel like? Horrible! Yeah. <laughs> you know, at that age, I feel like you need direction, you need comfort, and to swing from comfort feeling like I was right in what I believed and that I knew what I was doing to having no guidance Mm -hmm. spiritually anyway was um, terrifying. And I never found anything that sounded right to me. It was always like absurdity felt the most right, but it felt bad. Mm. didn't feel good. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, it's started to feel better. And that took a little integration of some spiritual feelings and senses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like I view the world as absurd and kind of um the existentialism route yeah but I also do feel connected to something whether Mm -hmm. or not that's just the power of existence Mm. that might be my faith Mm -hmm. like existence is like the coolest it's like god to me yeah um But I needed that. I needed that feeling of comfort of something almost to believe in, even if what I believe in isn't outside of me. Yeah. Because it is me and it's everything around me. Um, But I needed that. I needed something to hold on to because without any of it, the human experience is quite... um, It doesn't make sense. Hard. Yeah. (laughs) It really, like, just existing doesn't make a lot of sense. Yes. And... I think it's, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous to feel, you know, like if you, like you have to place value somewhere. Yeah. And I feel like for both of us, like the way that we're similar and like personality wise is that we do kind of search for that like Mm. higher purpose, higher intellect or just like the meaning of things. Sure. Um, I'm sure we'd have, like, a completely different conversation with 
maybe like someone else who has like a different personality. Maybe yeah. It's our Pisces. <laughs> it's our, it's our, it's our Pisces. At the end of the day, it's Pisces. It's all just. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like I understand the draw of religion because, I mean, it's a it's a dark place, and mm-hmm. I do hear. I mean, the church really just like reveled in the stories of like people going through like rough times and them finding God, which I like. I do understand. It's like I get it. I get like you're going through a rough time and then you finding a purpose kind of pulled you out of that situation. I think what I have a problem with about um, religion is how inflexible it is Mm. sometimes and how it doesn't allow space for you to just kind of explore. Yeah. Like, there's no, especially, like, how I was taught was, I mean, it was, like, the very stereotypical, like, you shouldn't be queer, you shouldn't be gay, um, you know, marriage is only between a man and a woman, Mm -hmm. your role as a woman is to serve the man, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so, like, strict, and they'll base that off of, like, their interpretation of text. It, like, may not even say it directly in the Bible, but it's, like, it was because, like, Eve came from, like, the rib of Adam that she was the supporting character. Sure. You know? And it's, like, now, the more that I've learned, um, I mean, I even learned that that passage might not even be correct. Yeah. That it might have been, like, translated differently. Um... And that Eve might not have come from the rib of Adam. That yeah. they might actually be, like, two separate beings that were, you know, split. Yeah. But it's, like, for for a book that has been... Or for text that has been translated so many times into different languages, mm-hmm. and even within the English language, has multiple different versions. I mean, I learned... The um, new, what's it called? The new international version or whatever. And then I also learned the King James version, which is like the thee, thou's. Sure. Thine. Like all those, like the old English version. The sequels. Yeah. And it's like even that, the words in English had different connotations. Mm -hmm. And then for this text to be translated into so many different languages from a language that is very very old right how can you not expect there to be errors yeah and it's you know it's been translated by men never transcribed by women exactly and how could there not be fault if humans are sinful how could they not inflict their own biases on sacred text Mm -hmm. so yeah so why yeah so like my my dad and I had this like really intense conversation um where I was kind of poking at not the religion but just like the interpretation of it and I think I was just really confused as to because what they taught also at the in the church was humans have flaws which that is such an important lesson I think that was like one of the really important concepts to learn is that humans have flaws but then in the same breath they would be like like humans have flaws you know humans don't get to judge we don't make the rules but also you know in the same breath they'd be like oh but we do you know we get to choose who can join our church or who we feel like treating with love and who with lives kindness. who dies yeah death penalty exactly abortion rights yeah. how are you the final say exactly and so it's like if you believe that humans have flaws and you believe that you yourself have flaws then how are you so sure about you know like whether people are good or bad hmm. because it's like in the end the whole concept of like heaven and hell is like um like god is the final judge mm-hmm. and so the fact that 
they like the church feels the need to then carry out I don't know, God's will, God's judgment or whatever and make other people's lives like hell on earth. I just think it's completely ridiculous and just completely against what they're teaching. And that's like one of that's another like hypocrisy that I found like where it just didn't align with what I was like what I was hearing was not aligning with what I was seeing. Right. What I think about too is like I don't know like if this was a good god I think at the end of the day all they would want for us is the best for mm-hmm. us like our most right path mm-hmm. um and to carry that out I mean you see like for example in psychology punishing people out of their ways of life doesn't mm-hmm. work it just traumatizes people more yeah. the only way you can help you know, help somebody get to where they need to be is to love them out of a dark place. Yeah. At least that's my experience and what I've seen. So wouldn't the goal of religion and Christianity, if it's about love, would be just to love people into their best selves rather than create all these rules and punish people into it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I would say that's very close to my take also. Um, Like, it's just, I mean, like, the New Testament is so interesting to me. And, like, there's a reason. Love the New Testament. Oh, yeah. Bars. Bars. (laughs) Straight bars. And it's, like, it, like, you can learn a lot from, like, the Old Testament, but there's Mm -hmm. a reason why it's called the Old Testament. Sure. It was old even for the time. And that was, like, what, zero AD? (laughs) Like, come on. They're, like, this is old news already. Yeah, like, this is already (laughs) old news. It was old news for zero AD, so it's definitely old news now. Yeah. It's, like, for us to still be taking parts of the Old Testament, and instead of learning from, like, what, how they lived at the time, us enforcing those, those rules, and now in 2023 and beyond, like, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And... And, yeah, like, I'm I'm very, maybe I'm going through my, like, bell hooks phase, but I'm very, I'm a huge um, advocate for, like, like, love is the whole premise of just religions. I think just religions in general. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of religions teach about, like, loving your neighbor or loving the people around you, loving your community. And I think that's the big message here that people get lost in all the noise about how you should act, how you, what you should wear, like... Sure. And it's like you've completely lost the big idea here. I mean, it's like when you're, like, going through, like, school and stuff and you learn uh, a chapter of your book, there's always, like, the big concepts that are highlighted. Yeah. I think... Cliff notes. Yeah. And I think organized, like, in, I want to speak specifically to Christianity, mm-hmm. has lost the big concept, like, the big ideas. Yeah. Yes. We have completely just, like, that is gone. And now we're just nitpicking. Yeah. And we're not nit- nitpicking ourselves. We're nitpicking other people. Yeah. It's like, let me tell everyone else how they should act and who they should love. And, you know... If they're not, then I'm going to deem them as, like, a bad person. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about you. Were you taught that, like, all sins are, you know, on an equal playing field? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, all sins, all sins are bad. Then we should all be on an equal playing field if that's the case. Exactly. That's the thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, all sins, if all sins are truly bad, then we're all on an equal playing field. One, like, lying is not should not be deemed as as bad as like i don't know murder. being gay or yeah you know, <laughs> i guess murder in this case you know it's like if it's all the same then why do we treat people differently hmm. it's like we all mess up and whether that be a small mess up or like a big mess up like we all just we're all just screwed you yeah. know we all make mistakes and it's just and we're all supposedly capable of redemption yeah. and again what they teach is like you're you can't be that you as a person because you also have flaws cannot be the judge of other people stop throwing stones yeah 
stop throwing what, what was the quote like yeah you shouldn't like point out like a speck in someone else's eye if you have like a log in yours <laughs> that's a new one to me am I making, am I, I, making stuff up? I don't know go for it Anyways. everybody's making it up no literally <laughs> Also, just to keep in mind, we've been like many years detached yeah. from the church. Like we've gone through our own little like spiritual journey. So some of the things that we're we might be recalling might be completely wrong. We're a little rusty. Yeah, but we're we're open to feedback, of course. Like let's open dialogue about sure. this. Um, yeah, it's it just did, that part didn't make sense to me. Mm. And I was like, you're teaching me that I'm flawed and I shouldn't judge other people. But then again, you're out here judging me and also judging other people. And I think it really hit me hard when, especially, I think just like queerness, how demonized queerness is in the lens of the church. That really hit me hard, like, because I'm also queer, but at the time when I didn't think I was queer or I didn't accept that I was queer, I was like, these are great people. Yeah. You know, I, these people are not what you're saying they are. Because mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, they're so evil. They're out there, you know. I don't know. Yeah. They make up all, all types of things about queer people. And I was like, that's not what I'm seeing. And I know them personally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these are, like, like, these are the people that I love and I enjoy being around. And then to watch, like people who were queer being slowly turned away from the church I was just like what the heck because you're out here saying that you know you want people to be saved Mm. and you want them to experience the love of community and you want to like invite more people into the church but why are you turning people away it just didn't make sense and it's like y'all are so like concerned about bringing people into the space but then you're turning them away once they don't fit whatever criteria meanwhile jesus was hanging out with all the whores and the tax collectors and the yeah that was his group that was his like his little club yeah all the sinners yeah loving the least of these yeah and it's like whatever you deem as the least of these like it doesn't even matter at this point because you know jesus said to to love them yeah like who cares like what you think or what biases you have like however you rank people that's like a human that's Mm. a human you know trait yeah 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 yeah. but like love them nonetheless right and i just think that's been completely that's just gone lost lost in the sea yeah and now it's just i mean like, what have we experienced in our lifetimes? Mm-hmm. Like, what laws have been passed sure. to reflect this? Sure. Just, I mean, it's just chaos. Yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, crime. it's a crime to, you know, to preserve my own life by getting mm. an abortion. It's a crime to love someone of different mm-hmm. gender. Yeah. It's just madness yes it's madness out here. i'm ready to see another martin luther of sorts do it again yeah. maybe do it right this time yeah. you know i want to see a revolution and uh and at least the christian faith um i don't know because i think faith is a beautiful thing i didn't always think that but like mm-hmm. if you think about it it's one of our oldest practices so there has to be something quintessential about it to the human experience if we have been attached to religion from from the beginning basically um yeah but you know even if it is a higher pure power it's if we're using it it's bound to be bastardized because we're imperfect yeah and that's just how we 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 do yeah um I just wish we could all agree on that, that we are imperfect and that we can adapt and change and better ourselves, including old, old religions, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, for you, what has being involved with religion, like what are some plus sides 
hmm. of being involved with religion and like how do you think that has shaped how you navigate the world now gosh that's a great question I think so at least speaking from I grew up pretty isolated like only child um I had no like ethnic community you know mm. there was just no there's nothing binding me to another group of people which is kind of how humans are supposed to exist yeah. except for in the church and I saw what that community did for people and you know all the the benefits they boast about religion I think it, uh, like over half of that just comes from being surrounded by people who are you're bonded to you have a common love um and having that model, you know, I'm always still searching for that. Not in a religion, but I'm always looking for community because I saw how beautiful that was. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's probably it. <laughs> but I think that's the core of it, really. There's like, there's something so interesting about the human experience that... Like, community is something that we're constantly seeking for. And that could be in anything. That yeah. could be in, like, an occupation or mm -hmm. in religion or, if not in religion, in, like, your identity. And I think that's what makes spirituality so, um, like, magnetizing to humans is because... You want to believe that there's something that connects us all. Right. And you want to feel not alone. Hmm. You know, we don't like to be lonely. And finding community obviously makes you not lonely. But you, like, it's so interesting that when you find a community, there is that, like, collective feeling yeah. of, like, connectedness. It feels like, like magic. It yeah. feels like religion. It feels like something otherworldly yeah yeah and like you can argue that it's science and that it's sure. like it's maybe like our evolution as like a human species that we feel the need to connect to people in order to survive yes. yeah but it's like even if it is evolution you know then who are we to like deny people of that you yeah know? and it's like i've just found that for people who don't find community in religion, they find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, that's kind of my critique on religion, especially like if you're turning people away from your community, like they're going to find it someplace else and it's not going to be with you. Yeah. You know? And it's like, if you, if you're so worried about, not having enough people in your religion or in community with you, then don't turn them away because they're just going to go somewhere else and you're just not going to see them again. You know, it's just like what I think, what I think that is, is like um, kind of an ego thing. Like people like to feel like they have something exclusive. Yeah. You know, they like to feel self-righteous. I think feeling self-righteous is like one of the most addicting feelings ever. Oh, I'm sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just feels really good to yeah. feel like you're right and somebody's not. <laughs> yeah. And I think, at least with Christianity, a lot of them are addicted to that kind of feeling mm -hmm. of like, I found this thing, this secret, good, yeah. delicious thing. And I don't really want everybody eating at my table. Yeah, it's like, I don't want this person who loves differently than mm -hmm. I do to also go to the same place, the yeah. same paradise that I'm going to. Like the, I support you from a distance. Yeah. And it's like, I, I see that, like the air about it is just like, how could you possibly be living a completely different reality from me and still end up in the same place? Yeah. And that, I think that's very jarring for them. Mm -hmm. It's very jarring for some people. And, I mean, what about it? Like, personally, for me, it's like, you, I think that's, like, an incredible part about the human experience. Whether, whatever the end is, heaven, reincarnation, just, like, abyss, you know? It's like, 
we can go through completely different realities mm. and still end up in the same place. We're all going to die. Yeah. And whatever happens to our soul is whatever happens, but I'm not going to be me in like my physical form. Sure. The great equalizer. Yeah, the great equalizer. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all going to come to an equal end. And I just think people, like, have not grasped that enough mm. to realize that, you know, that's the cool part about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even, you know, even the rich can't escape it. You know, they think they can buy a submarine and, you know, sit at the bottom of the <laughs> ocean. Dead. But they're not invincible. No, surprise, they're surprise. Not. They're not. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I love seeing random billionaires explode and face the reality that <laughs> they could die too, randomly, unexpectedly. No, literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> Isn't it a thing, like, the more money you have, the earlier you die? Or am I just making that up? I, I hope you're right. I hope I'm right, too. <laughs> that means evolution doesn't support no. capitalism. <laughs> because, I mean, make it make sense because evolutionarily, if we're if we're supposed to be living in community, like, rich people don't live in communities. Sure. They live in communities of, like, hoarding. Yes. You know, like, they're, they're like, they found their community with other hoarders of, like, wealth. Yes. <laughs> Which is, wouldn't be my first group, my yeah. first group to pick to hang out with. Yeah. Um, like, that doesn't support evolution or your survival. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're beyond the point of, like, hoarding in case of an emergency. Yeah. You're beyond that. You're yeah, way beyond like, that. Like, you're just out here, like, watching. Like, how could you possibly be, like, morally okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you must have killed a part of yourself to be okay with, like, watching other people suffer while you're, like, completely fine. Yes. And you're, like, more than enough. Like, you're completely mm-hmm. fine. Like, you and, like, the next, like, five generations is fine. Right. But, like, you're going to kill off, like, everyone else because you're hoarding well. Yeah. And, y- and you're going to get capitalism. punished for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Can't keep off that no, one. No, obviously not. <laughs> but it's like... I mean, trying to tie this back to religion, it's like them also... Like, people who are selective about uh, their own spirituality or, like, gatekeep their own spirituality, <laughs> it's like you're definitely hoarding. And it's like for you to have this, like, enriching experience of, like, having community and having, like, a purpose... And you to, like, hoard that yeah. and keep that from other people. Like, how? what makes you any different from that, right. like, billionaire down down the street? Yeah. Not even down the street. Down the, he doesn't have the down, same area code as you. Down the next boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Down the closest boulevard. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Tea. Tea. <laughs> Do you have any more hot takes about <sighs> I mean... You could just go on and on we could and on, go on, on and forever. on. Um, God, I don't know. Just, I think it'd be cool if we ended on like, what's your current religion, quote unquote? Like, mm. what's your spirituality oh, what's your look like? Right yeah, now? for okay. now, because God knows. Yeah, you first. Shit. Um, reverse. God damn it! <laughs> I always do this, and I'm never prepared <laughs> to answer my own question. Um, man. I don't know. We talked about this semi recently, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still scared. Like I'm, I'm. I don't know. Mine is not very comforting, mm-hmm. but it's starting to feel more okay. Um, I believe in nothingness. I think mm-hmm. nobody has showed me anything that makes me think that there's something tangible afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess now I believe. Um, energy created can't be destroyed hmm. so my energy will continue on Physics. yeah science newton's was it first law girl i don't you were the bio one major one of the laws <laughs> i studied trees but um yeah. uh yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know but to me that wasn't always the most comforting because i'm very attached to my own consciousness as it is hmm. and i think if that dissolves it feels like a full death because I won't be me and I won't experience anything as me mm-hmm. and me won't even be able to appreciate whatever cool thing happens after. Mm-hmm. And that used to keep me up at night staring at my ceiling fan crying. But I don't know. I'm starting to, I, I just feel like that's an ego thing. And it's like, 
it's okay if me isn't here anymore. Life has gone on and it will go on. And, you know, I think it just will take some work of just not being so attached to me as me. Yeah. Because I could be other things and that's okay too. Are you like, do you have like a fear of death? Oh, yeah. Well, you betcha. <laughs> it's getting better. That's so interesting. As like a generation where we just constantly joke about like... Oh, yeah. And I do I, too. Like, oh, I'm just going to die. And I put my life on the line too. Yeah, but it's like now that we're really like digging down there, it's like, oh, maybe I am actually kind of scared of death. Yes. And scared of like things ending as they are. Yes. No, it's terrifying. I mean, it's like people have been scared of it for the longest time. And I think that's probably where religion came in was that fear of dying yeah and what happens beyond that yeah because like I think our the greatest human curse is like self-awareness yeah. <laughs> you know and not viewing yourself as part of the cycle or I guess just viewing yourself in general being able to view yourself as a gift and a curse mm. um, and we're trying to constantly grapple with it mm-hmm. and people have come up with really creative ways to grapple oh, with yeah. it so it's probably like the biggest question of like what does it mean to be finite Mm. And is is that okay with you? And can yeah. you make peace with it? Do you believe in, like, reincarnation then? I don't know that I do. Um, I am curious. I think it depends on whether or not I decide if we have a soul. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something that is tangible outside of the human body. Like, if the consciousness can live on in some oh, way, then I think I would believe in reincarnation. Mm. But... I do believe our energy goes back. Yeah. It'll take a while, you know, we decompose, but eventually somebody eats the plant that grew out of our, you know, little corpse spits. I <laughs> don't know. you're getting biology. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It'll cycle back eventually. Yeah. Um, go back into the earth. I am curious about the, the human consciousness and the soul, though, if that mm. can, can continue on. That'd be cool. I think I'm at the point where, and maybe it's because I'm like, like we're still really young. Yeah. And <laughs> we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> like the end is not something that we really like. We haven't experienced aging, hmm. I think, to its fullest extent, and so we haven't really come face to face with the prospect of death. Sure. And, and so I'm kind of content where I am now, um, knowing that. Like, I haven't really thought too much about what happens Mm -hmm. after me. And it's not really something that I care about at the moment. I just know at the moment, I just know that there is a collective kind of something. Sure. Tying humans together. And, like, I accept that there are different realities that people are living through. But there's still that one, Mm -hmm. like, invisible string that just kind of like ties us all together okay taylor swift yeah taylor swift reference (laughs) i thought about i was like should i use that reference and i was like yeah why not since we're still in the eras tour yeah (laughs) very relevant very relevant of you um well i was like there's something that ties us all together and i don't know what that is quite yet but I'm down to explore it and I want to learn more about it. And I like want to find how I tie in with other people. Um, and in terms of like, I think we're kind of at the point where it's like, what am I doing? Like, what is my purpose? You know? Mm, yeah. Um, Early twenties crisis. Yeah. Type beat. Exactly. Yeah. Mid, like quarter life crisis type beat. Um, I just think ultimately, and I think I've I've actually, this hasn't been like a new discovery for me. I think I've always carried this purpose around mm. with me. And that's actually what made me, first of all, like enjoy the community of the church. And then second of all, then leave the church mm. because I saw that it wasn't aligning with this purpose. And I think that purpose is to just love people. Yeah. And just allow myself to be loved and then also to give love right and I like am completely content with that at the moment and however I choose to align myself with that will be like a future me problem Hmm. Um, (laughs) like whether that be like I want my career to align with this purpose or I just Mm. want to like 
practice it just in daily life. I just, I think my purpose is just to enjoy the presence of other people. And I think if you asked like a year ago, I would not tell you that because I've been so like, like appalled of like needing people to be around or like, you know, needing people's company and like not wanting to be alone. I think I was just, I was like, I was just conditioned to believe that I need to just go through this whole journey alone. Yeah. When that's just not the case. When I don't have to choose to go through this alone. Yeah. And that's just kind of where I'm at. I also do, like, agree with the um, energy cannot be created or destroyed. But I think beyond that concept, I'm not really sure of. Mm. Because... I mean, that's, like, a literal, like, scientific law. Sure. Is that, you know, energy is going to go somewhere. Which could also not, you know, they could disprove that theory. I know. Could maybe, keep going. Who knows? Like, right. Maybe they will disprove it. But it feels true. It feels right at the moment. And it's, like, I, like, honestly, beyond that, at the moment, I just don't really care it's like whether I come back as like Mm -hmm. an animal or like another person with a different experience it's like I think whatever happens at the end is just meant to be you know and I'm not too pressed on because I know some religions are very pressed on like what you do now is how you're gonna come back like you might come back in like a better life or something I just don't think there's anything like that I think ultimately things just like balance itself out. Yeah. And it is what it is. You know, we mm-hmm. can only navigate it as best as we can. But it's kind of like our influence and our lasting impression is only going to be with the people that you like surround yourself with yeah. and the people that you like influence. Sure. And so at the end of the day, it's like everything else, like, I guess this is, like, also, like, absurdism. Mm-hmm. Like, a bit of that. It's, like, at the end of the day, like, what else matters? Sure. Except that. So, like, instead of absurdism where it's, like, nothing matters, it's, yeah. like, what else would matter except, you know, the people around you or, like, who right. you interact with? It's, like, I'm not saying, like, be ignorant of the rest of the world, but it's, like, you know, you can make a difference where you are. Yeah. You know? I feel like that goes with, like, recycling propaganda. (laughs) You can recycle and change the world, even though we don't actually recycle anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah, capitalist propaganda, but they're on to something. Not quite, but there's something to it. Apparently, recycling is, like, a scam. I heard about that. Where it's, like, recycling, like, things don't, like, maybe, like, a small percentage of things actually get recycled. I think that message, like, got sponsored by, like, oil companies or something when oh, it initially yeah. came out. That, like, it that was makes sense. Heat on the consumer and not on them. Yeah. Um, Where it's, like, you should recycle, but, like, we're not, we don't actually have any technology to actually recycle. Yeah. Properly, but it's, like, yeah. but you just, like, feel okay with, like, using more plastic mm, because you right. can recycle it. Sure. But hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> Irrelevant, but... <laughs> What is the note that we should end on? I think, I think you what you first said about um, your like personal faith of sorts. Like God is love, love is God. We're all trying to tap at the same thing, right? Like we have thousands of different interpretations, but if you you know shave them all down, there's some common themes there, and I think definitely they're not half wrong. I think we're kind of onto something. Um, like, there's a reason why religion as a concept has persisted. Yes. Throughout, like, human evolution. Yeah. And just time, like, the way that we know it. You can talk about this. Like, I, like, kind of want to, like, be on some shit and then just, like, talk about, <laughs> like, religion in the form of, like, other consciousness, like, animals. Like, I think that'd oh, be so yeah. interesting. Like, my octopus book. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want to talk about that, but we won't do that today. To be continued. But I think the big overall message is 
as we were unpacking religious trauma to just I mean like we need to break some sort of cycle that is occurring yeah like that is leaving people traumatized to religion and spirituality yeah and I just think that comes with just acceptance like radical acceptance of people as they are sure and just showing love right common grounds common ground which we have a lot of yeah yeah and i don't think people realize that they have a lot of commonalities and they can relate to another person who lives a completely different life from them like you Mm -hmm. can always relate to someone on some way yeah but it's like if you don't really try to do that we just kind of lose ourselves yeah just in whatever religion or whatever you worship money money sex drugs yeah anything all of it anything so (laughs) big big conclusion is just to (laughs) literally be kind to people and just love them for who they are and if they change as a person like love them as a different person sure you know and if they're if they don't align or they don't like fit with you like don't you don't have to force a relationship to happen but just like i think people think love means i need to i need to be with you Hmm. like they Mm -hmm. think that that's what love is love is like me proximity proximity or just like relationship but like that doesn't even have to be it because i can love someone from a like the other side of the world and not know who they are but I'm like I can still like radiate that yeah and be like I will still be here in the midwestern USA and I can still be out here like fighting for your rights yeah 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 yeah. because I love you and I care about your experience even though I don't know you sure yeah yeah brain empty now yeah that's all we got (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for being on the podcast um i'm not sure when this episode will come out (laughs) we'll see (laughs) apologies if you've heard planes and whatnot in the background we'll try to work on that we do be by an international yeah we are Uh, literally by the international airport which is like 15 minutes away so there do be planes and sounds and everything um i think this would be like a good time since this is kind of like you and me like wrapping up our like young adult Mm -hmm. um like time together um for me to like tell you how much i like appreciate you and you're <laughs> We're out here ambushing with love. Um Yeah, like I think our like religious journey um me getting emotional. <laughs> um like you have been someone that I've been able to like unpack a lot of this with. Mm. And I'm like super grateful for that. And I think if you weren't such an understanding person, I think I'd come out, like, a very different way. Mm. Um, And, like, we've talked more about, like, even, like, even deeper, like, religious trauma than what we're sharing here. And I'm just, like, really lucky to have someone who kind of related on that end. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, you still let me kind of come to my own conclusions, and we, like, still talk about it. And there are, like, a lot of things that we don't necessarily agree on, but yeah. just, like, our dynamic and allowing each other just to kind of, like, unpack and, like, grow in the way that we need to. Like, I'm, like, really lucky to have you. I'm really lucky to have you, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. We're, like... I don't know. We we have very different conclusions mm-hmm. about things and have experienced life pretty differently. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like we're always questioning and but we always 
respect each other mm-hmm. at whatever place we are in our life and like love to see each other's journeys and I think I think that's the coolest part of it and it's been a great four years <laughs> we should hug it down I can't come here oh, I love you I love you Ugh. Okay, we're gonna sign off. <laughs> Signing off. Signing off. <laughs> this has been Bedrock Thoughts. <laughs> Subscribe. Bedrock Sobs. If you have any extra thoughts, um, there's an Instagram that has not gotten off the ground yet, but it's called Bedrock.thoughts. You can feel free to DM and then let's have a conversation. Let's open dialogue about this. If you disagree, if you agree, um, let's hear them. Let's hear it all. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho, uh, we love you. We love you. Stay <laughs> safe out there. It's a scary world. Um, you can feel lost, but at the end of the day, you're not, you're not completely alone. And you can always find people out there who love you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Mwah.